Welcome to The Agile Speaker, where we're learning from Mary Ann Johnston about the science behind the art of speaking. I'm Colin Gray, and if you listen to the last episode, you'll know we're looking at a specific area of elevator pitches on this season. So on this episode, I want to dig into the toolbox Mary Ann uses when she's put together a pitch. What are the elements of a great pitch? How do you go about choosing which ones to include, what order to put them in, and how often to update them? Well, that's what Mary Ann is delving into today. So by the end of this episode, you'll know exactly what segments you need to craft for your next pitch so that you've got your recipe book ready. Having that prepared, that's what makes you agile. Whether it's a pitch you know is coming months ahead or you really do bump into that perfect investor in the lift. Sorry, of course, I mean the elevator. So let's look at those parts. Where do you start when you sit down to write them? for the first time. I believe there are six elements that you can think about. Now, the way I'm going to run through these are, as I always say to people, these are guidelines. This this is not a, uh, you know, we talked about prescription of the order in which you should use them. You can mix them around in any order, depending on what you feel works for you, what you're comfortable with, and the way that you're talking about them. But the six elements are, you probably need to say who you are, <laughs> and what your role is within your business, uh-huh. and the company name. Yeah, so your introduction itself. Exactly. Yeah. Introduction. Yeah. You probably want to say, what problem is it that you solve? Mm-hmm. You would also want to talk about the solution that you're providing. Uh-huh. Now, for those three elements that I've just mentioned, we I often see people doing those in a different different order. Yeah, yeah. So very yeah. often you get people who want to start with the problem in a kind of hook, yeah. in a way to get people's attention and make yes. them want to listen. And then they might say who they are, so the intro, and then what the solution is. Okay. Other people might go problem solution and move on to other elements and actually leave the intro right till the end mm-hmm. and just leave it at the end. And other people, depending on the setup, if you're at a pitching event, for some of these events, they're happy for you not even to bother to say who you are because yeah. it might be on a slide behind you. Yes. So that comes into just what you want to include in your timing, your 60 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And we'll go deeper into that in the next episode, won't we, in terms of how to how you can order these and how that's based around the context, the audience, all of those yeah. things. Yeah. Okay. Then you'd want to talk about the market size, mm-hmm. your addressable market, so that the whole pitch is compelling. You're basically saying that there are a whole lot of people that are going to want to buy this product. The fifth element I call, and this is sort of deliberately vague, I call it um, your achievements. Mm-hmm. And that's I use as an umbrella term, really, for team that you might have built up, funding that you might have gained, grants that you've got, awards you may have won, customers. Wow, if you have customers, put that in your pitch. You know, Let people know that people are buying from you, that you are you have revenue. It might also be um, news articles that you've been mentioned in, testimonials from customers. If you have a prototype, if you have a product that you can actually show, fantastic. That is a great thing to be able to stand up and actually show what you've got. And 
that might also be the thing that makes you look different from everybody else. To me, this is the big one. I mean, up till now, the elements have all been claims, you know, market size, potential, all things that are a wee bit subjective. But achievements, these are solid. If you have actual customers, that's huge. Instead of standing there claiming you have product market fit, you're showing it. People are actually paying for what you do. Anytime you can take the audience from theory to reality, that's gold. At Converge Challenge uh, recently in the design creative category, there was one lady who actually had the product, was able to show it's a kind of uh, really. sustainable type of laptop yeah. stand. And I said to her, "Can you have you got some that you can take along to the event? And she said, yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've got loads. And I said, well, you should bring them along, show people, put it on the table next to you. And uh, and yeah, maybe you should actually say they're on sale. Yeah. And she <laughs> sold some that night. Really. At the end of the event, she was absolutely delighted. Yeah. So you know, there are lots of ways, things like that, that you can do that differentiate yourself, yeah. that yeah. make you different. And also in that, what have you achieved? It might be if you've got um, IP intellectual property. You know, there are lots of what I call golden nuggets that sit within that, underneath that umbrella of positive achievements. Clearly, in 60 seconds, you are not going to be able to mention all those things, but you have to weigh up which of those golden nuggets is most relevant for who you're speaking to. Yeah. And then the final element is the what people you know how people call it the call to action, the next steps. What is it that you need from that audience? How can the audience help you? Do you are you looking for funding? How much are you looking for? Are you looking to build your team? Are you looking for customers? Do you need help with any specific skills or development within the business? And what I always advise people to do is to be as specific as you possibly can with that call to action. Because if you don't tell people specifically what you're looking for, they don't know how to help you. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for investment, you have to say how much you're looking for. Be ambitious about that. And then say what milestones you will achieve with that money. So that if an investor in the audience writes you a check that day, what are you going to do with it? What's going to happen next? Yeah, yeah. Or if you're looking to bring in a certain member into the team, what skills do you need that person to have? Mm -hmm. Because then everyone in the audience is able to sit there and think, I know someone who might be of interest for this, or yeah. I know an investor who might be interested in investing. Yeah. If you're specific, you're more likely to actually get a, a solution. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. There's a few things I thought of that maybe they probably come under the achievements one. I'd be interested to hear what you think in terms of, would you include things like your goals? Like where you, you mentioned what you want to do with funding, for example, but would you have milestones and things like that in a pitch of this length? You could too, but again, it depends on what else, what other golden nuggets you have. Yeah, so yeah. if you have time and mm -hmm. if you can squeeze them in, then... Yes, you yeah. could do. I mean, the yeah. answer is probably going to be yes to everything that yeah. you suggest. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it, it could ultimately be certain, the answer yeah. sits with who's in the audience, who are you talking to, yeah. and are those elements uh, relevant to that audience? Are they important yeah. to that audience? Yes. But it comes back to that thing where 
there isn't a prescription here. Yeah, yeah. You know, you need to decide that if you've got someone on your team who is, you know, a sort of stellar person in the business community that yeah. everybody in the room knows, yeah. well-known name, mention them. Definitely drop in that name because then everybody's ears will prick up. But not everybody has that. So not everybody is able to use that. So not everybody will talk about team. So suffice to say those six main elements plus a few other gold nuggets that maybe are relevant to your industry, to your context, that would make up the structure of the talk, really. Pretty much. Yeah. The six of the nuggets are intro, problem, solution, market, the achievements umbrella. You know, that's kind of one, one umbrella which there are lots of things under yeah. that you have to pick out of golden nuggets and your call to action. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, other people would say, what about competition? <laughs> and fine, if you can bring in competition and that shows that you've got a good market and people understand mm-hmm. and suddenly you think, wow, okay, this is going to be big. Great, mention the competition. Um, other people might say, well, I want to mention my business model. It's unlikely that there's time for that. And remember, you're just trying to tease them to come speak to you, not tell them everything you're saying. So take the elements and tease them. Pick the right ones for the right situation every time. I wonder too, not only are we going to customise the order, the content each time, but a lot of these elements are pretty dynamic aren't they? Yes, because your business will be changing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And you'll find that um, certain awards that you might have won actually become less relevant because something else will have come into that place. Or, you know, you have to update how much funding that you've received or the stage that your product is at or your team may have changed dramatically in a few months. So it's definitely not something that just sits and is uh, static. It's a movable feast constantly. So it's always worth keeping an eye on what needs to be changed. Yeah, but if you you spend a bit of time putting together the components, deciding on your order, which we'll talk about on the next episode more, then the updating is, you know, relatively easy, isn't it? You're just updating your stats, updating your... Uh, your progress. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. So how do people actually start to put this together in a practical way? What are the steps they go through? I think the simplest thing is that if you take those six points and you fill in the gaps Mm -hmm. for each one, you know, the intro and what the problem is, solution and so on, five out of six of them are pretty straightforward, really. Yeah. But the the fifth one, where we're talking about achievements, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, always moving forward, always looking ahead. When's the next funding round? How are we going to build the team? What's the future? And what you need to do for that one is actually stop and look back and look at awards you've won or customers that you've gained or how many new users you've got or uh, funding you've achieved and so on. And Note all of those down and then decide which ones are most important for this particular pitch. And for a lot of people, it comes down to pen and paper and literally scripting it out or typing it up and just seeing the whole story there. And then you can start 
switching the order around and deciding how you feel comfortable delivering that pitch. Yeah, which we'll go into in a lot more detail on the next episode. This is a short pitch, isn't it? Are we talking just a couple of sentences for each segment here? Maybe even less. Yeah. <laughs> um, the So in my experience, the word count for an elevator pitch mm-hmm. is maximum 135 words. Okay. And that's based on all the experience I've had of working with people on these 60-second pitches. Yeah. That is the word count for delivering a 60-second pitch in a conversational manner mm-hmm. at a conversational pace. Now, I always, there's always people that turn up to a workshop and say, no, 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 I've got 190 and I can squeeze it in to one minute. Well, you probably can, but nobody's going to remember a single thing that's been said <laughs> because it's being delivered at 100 miles an hour and there's too much information. Yeah, yeah. So actually that's where I think writing the whole thing out really enables you to then be able to get I mean, I have a very sharp scalpel to be able to chop and cut and copy and paste yeah, and, yeah. you know, just dissect the pitch and make sure that it's concise and yeah. it's snappy and that you're not using 10 words where five will actually do. Yes. And yeah. that's quite a common problem that I come across. It's just that people are very wordy. Yeah. So it's uh, that's the timing is important. And in in fact, Converge Kickstart Challenge earlier in the year, they had 10 finalists at the pitching competition. And when we did the dress rehearsal, they all practiced their pitches and one of them really stood out. And everybody else who was practicing said, gosh, he was he was really good. He was really impactful. And I said to him, what's your word count? And he said 127. And he ended up winning the competition. So less is more. Fewer the words, the more impact you're going to make on the audience. Thanks for listening along to season two of The Agile Speaker with Mary Ann Johnston. You can read more about her work at maryannjohnston.co.uk. And remember, if you haven't already, head back and listen to season one of the podcast, which takes you right through Mary Ann's approach to agile communication.